Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you for being here. Before we listen to my next guest, I want to ask that if you like the podcast, please subscribe to the channel and leave a positive review so we can grow this channel. I've been working really hard for you guys to grow by putting systems in place that bring on guests who are very valuable to you. And I'm just going to be honest, it hasn't been an easy ride. So I would certainly appreciate your support. Also, let me know your thoughts by texting me at 714-294-0269. Again, 714-294-0269. Zero two six nine. Last time, seven one four two nine four zero two six nine. To ask about details and to receive future podcasts directly to your cell phone. Let's continue with the podcast. All right. So I'm here with Sam Bakhtiar. I'm so happy to be interviewing you, man. Uh, I really appreciate it. You're a very humble man. Uh, I really appreciate that. You know, you responded to my message. You have huge following on Instagram. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Not everybody does that. Um, so I, I, I just want to give you credit for that. And uh, so I, I want to go. So my, my podcast is all about scaling, scaling business, um, uh, real business advice, not like, you know, I just really want business advice. But I want to go into your story just a little bit. You came from Iran, right? And yes. Oh man, I'm ashamed of it right now, man. You see what's going on right now in the news? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? it's all so, good. It's all good. Yeah. So that's that's what happens in that region. Unfortunately, there's always wars and there's always conflicts. Right. You know. So when I, w- I was born in Tehran, Iran, you know, and I remember, you know, we had wars going on then. Right. And as soon as I was right. three, four years old, we went to war I- with Iraq. Iraq, yeah. You know, and Saddam Hussein was like bombing us, and we were, you know, bombing them and and that's that's what I was used to. When I see the news again, I'm like, oh man, not again. Right. You know. So yeah, yeah. it was tough. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Um, but then you you moved to Pennsylvania, right? At some at some point. Yeah. So the war was getting really bad, and I was beca- I was like 10, 11 years old, and I think they were recruiting kids at around 12 to go to military. You know, to start that's training crazy. them to military. And literally millions of people have died in Iraq Iran war. About a mil- over a million people died. And my mom was like, "Well, that's my only son. I don't want I don't want him to die, you know. So we're going to leave the country." Right. And it's not like we could leave the country and come to America straight because yeah. there was no diplomatic relationship, right. you know. And so the, our, we, what we had to do is first go to France. Right. And as soon as we got to France, we applied for to be refugees of war. And they, you know, France was very gracious. They took us in, they took care of us as refugees of war. And then we applied to come to the United States. And we came to the United States as refugees of war in 1985. And um, it's crazy because when I thought of America, I thought of Beverly Hills. I thought of yeah. like, you know, all the oil, people have oils. And you know, they live in Dallas and Houston. And because and that's what I saw on TV. Yeah, I saw on TV. All these people yeah. are rich, and oh, like, I thought you come to America, you're going to become a millionaire. I thought, yeah. I, you know, I thought everybody had mansions and Bentleys and swimming pools, and 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 you know, I, they didn't show like the hood in America. Yeah. And when I got to America, you know, I was dropped off at Pittsburgh Airport. My uncle, which was, was the only relative we had, came and picked us up, and he owned a store in the hood, like in, like we were. Outside the suburbs of Pittsburgh in 1985, where all the steel mills were shutting down, uh, start of the crack cocaine epidemic. Remember Ronald Reagan saying, "This is your brain on drugs." Yeah. You know those commercials. <laughs> and um, my first impression of America was abandoned buildings, brick road, in Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know, outside of my uncle's store, yeah. there was pimps, prostitutes, wow. and drug dealers. And wow. I looked up and I was like, oh my God, the weather is gloomy and it's rainy and it's dirty here. And, yeah. and uh, it, it, was, it was, I was a total Just, culture shock for me. Yeah, completely uh, diversion to what you uh, ex- experienced from TV and like all these like mansions and things like that and rich people. Completely. And, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I remember, so I, I listened to a few of your podcasts, but you, uh, you went to you went to high school, right? And you were like the only Arab guy. I'm half Arab, by the way. I'm half Egyptian, uh, half half white. Um, so you were the only Arab guy. You know, go, going there, like, was that your first uncomfortable experience in in the states? Obviously, you had an uncomfortable experience in Iran, but like, what did you learn from that? Like, what did you take from it? So you know, you know, the, it's a very very sensitive age in a preteens right. and a teenage age, right. right? And I came to America when I was like 11 years old, mm-hmm. preteen, and in my old country, you know, I was somebody. 
I had friends and I was playing soccer right. and I was accepted and you know I had this you know I was a pretty popular person right you know uh, then I come to America you know and I don't have any friends I don't have anyone that's like me right I'm like the only minority in school there were black people there were white people I don't know if you ever seen Michael Jackson's beat it video you know I was like walked in there was black people on this side looking at me like he's not one of us <laughs> and white people were like, no, no, this part looking at me like he's not one of us and right. somebody was like what is you I remember somebody saying what is you yeah you know that's funny. and uh, <laughs> it was crazy I didn't speak yeah. the language you know my clothes were different than everybody else right. and you know my haircut was different I had a little uni bra going on and and at that age, man, you know, kids can be pretty cruel. Yeah. You know, so the bullying and, and the name calling and... You, you didn't know, really have the, a group that you, you could be a part of at that moment. So it was very easy. You were a very easy target. Yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. know, I was, I was a very easy target and, and I, I didn't have, you know, one of the primary human needs is the sense of belonging. Right. You know, and I didn't right. belong to anyone. And especially when you may, may be made fun of, it was, it was tough. Yeah, I was made fun of in high school quite a bit. Uh, I, I so I had uh, I had a uh, class with a bunch of upperclassmen. So I had in junior year I had class. I, I was like one of the only juniors in an all senior class. Mm -hmm. So that was an easy target. So yeah. I, I know how you feel on that. Um, okay. So so what did you what did you take from that experience? Like did that was that your first character building circumstance that well, really? You know, it was at the time. Obviously, you're devastated. Yeah. You're devastated. Mm -hmm. You know, you're at a sensitive stage. It's not like I'm not, you know, I wasn't who I am now. Yeah. You know, you're you fragile. Can, you want to get accepted. You want yeah. the kids to like right. you. You're, you're new to this country. You're very sensitive. You know, you know, at first, like I cried and, you know, I, I was very uncomfortable and, you know, you know, I was very, I was like ashamed of where I was from mm -hmm. because everybody made fun of me. You know, right. you know, oh, you know, you're from Iran. You guys are terrorists. You know, you know, call me every name in the book. Right. You know, I mean, every name in the book. I'm not even going to say it on this podcast because it's really, you know, you know it, it's hurtful. Still, I've, I've been called it too. I mean, even though I look, yeah, I don't look Arab, you know, but yeah, yeah, you know, and and um, so you just you just take take it with a grain of salt. But looking back, mm -hmm. looking back, you know, now I'm so glad that all everything that's happened to me happened. Mm -hmm because it just built resilience. Right. It built, you know, it built character. You know, it showed me that you don't have to be accepted. Right. You can make your own path. Yeah. And, um, and I did, you know, so it's crazy at the time. Because right now, you know, in this day and age, you know, you see that a lot of kids will say, oh, I'm bullied, I'm cyber bullied. What the, first of all, what the fuck is a cyber bully? <laughs> yeah. You know, what does that mean, cyber? Yeah. Some, somebody said, you know, you, you're yeah. ugly on the internet yeah. or whatever. Is that a cyber bully? Yeah, or, yeah. or they made fun of your shoes yeah. or they what are you, who, you know what I mean? Like cyber bully, like, yeah. you know, <laughs> bullying to me is, is, like is, is a fact physical, of life. Physical, yeah. It's a fact of life. Yeah. I mean, it's a fact of life. You know, it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. More physical, more one-on-one -on -one in your face kind of thing, yeah. you know, and you know, it's there's always going to be haters, though. Whenever you want to do something big, right? There's always going to be haters, right? So they're, they're confused fans. Yeah, yeah. So what would you say to somebody that's like they're they're trying to build a following? Um, that's not necessarily my audience, but like they're trying to build a following, and they get these hateful comments, and like it kind of hits you like initially, but then you you kind of get over it and you just ignore stuff. Like for me, like I just ignore comments, but like what, what has been your experience? Well, of course, like, you know, just like I was when I was 11 years old, yeah. you want yeah. everybody to like you, you want everybody to, to approve of what you say, or, right. you know, kind of yeah. back you up on a thing like that. And you have to understand in life, you know, there's gonna be opposition. Right. There's gonna be people who don't like you. There's gonna be people who don't agree with you. You can't, you can't possibly think that everybody in the world is going to agree with you, right? Right. Uh, if you look back, does everybody agree with Jesus? No. No, of course does not. Does everybody agree with Mother Teresa? Of course not. You know what I mean? So if those people were one of the holiest people, one of the, yeah. you know, like they have the cleanest record, they are <laughs> the best people in the yeah. world, not everybody agrees with them, then you and I are not going to have everyone yeah. has agree with you. So understand that that's the part of life opposition is what's going to build character 
and you have two choices. So you should be great. You know, in life, you can't yeah. try to be everything to everyone. Right. Because once you try to be everything to everyone, you're nothing to no one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's just it's 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 good to be grateful for those yeah. challenges. You know, people that like they, they they have all these drug problems later on in life. Like I feel like those people didn't really have challenges early on in life, and for whatever reason, they kind of uh, fell into that. Yeah. And uh, so it's interesting. So okay, so you also. When, like when you graduated high school, you you have very similar culture to me. Like obviously, the, you know you Doctor, went to college. Doctor, lawyer, engineer, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Study engineering in college. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so so like uh, you, you went to you you went to UPenn, right? I went to Penn, Penn State. State. Yeah, Penn I'm State. Okay. State, yeah. So so Penn State. Yeah. Different different. Uh, so Penn State's a great school too. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you, you you graduated there. You had a master's in nutrition, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. And then from there, you, you studied to be a doctor, right? Yep. Um, you, you finished that. Yep. You wanted to make your mom happy, yep. right? And then from there, uh, you tell me about starting your gym initially. Yeah. So you know, my, my dream was always to start up my own gym. Right. Now I was obsessed with how a human body responds to proper exercise and proper nutrition. I was just obsessed. I started bodybuilding at an early age. I started working out, and I was the guy who would go study, read magazines, study in school, you know, and then go to the gym and apply it and see right. how it worked. Right, right. You know, so once I graduated from chiropractic school and got my doctor degree, you know, I really got my doctor degree because my mom said become a doctor. That was her dream. And you it's know, like every Arab parent. Yeah, like, exactly. My mom was a, sing, a single a parent. Actually, anything other than doctor is not not a good thing. Yeah, it's okay. like you no, know, you know, doctor, lawyer, yeah. engineer. You know, but doctor is at the top of the thing. Uh, I mean, it depends on what what Middle Eastern culture, but like lawyer is not really all that great. Yeah. Uh, engineer and, and 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 doctor, but even engineers like eh. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. You know, yeah. So you know, um, so I got I get my diploma to my mom. I said, Mom, go call all your you know, Persian friends and tell them that right. your son is a doctor. Go brag. That's what you wanted to do. Yeah. Now, can I open up my gym? And she goes, yeah, you can open up your gym. I'm like, can I borrow 20000 You know, borrow 20000 mm -hmm. from Bank of Mom. And I had $20,000 right. saved. You know, um, 35000 of it went right away to, you know, to build. I only had right. $5,000, you know, startup money. Right. And um, I, had a, I had two choices, either make it work or move back to Pennsylvania. And at that time, I was already in Southern California. I always liked the weather. I liked everything about Southern California. Right. I'm, like, I'm not going back to the cold and, and to that depressed area. So yeah. I made it work. Yeah, that's great. And so when did you start actually, when did you reach like an inflection point when it started becoming like more successful? You're... So, you know, in the beginning, I didn't know anything about sales, marketing. Right. I just knew how to get people in shape. And so, you know, we started growing. I started hiring, you know, trainers to work under me. We had like 10 or 12 trainers. How long before you started hiring your first trainers? Oh, you know, not, not, not too long. Okay. You know, I, I started getting some business. I started, you know, train, you know hiring trainers. and started, you know, um, you know passing on to clients to them. And, and we started growing. And I was just growing, but just based on just will, hustle. Mm. And, you know, I was literally working from 4.30 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, Monday through Friday. Saturday, I worked from 7 to 3. Yeah. And Sunday, I worked from like 7 yeah. to like noon. Yeah. I did that for like five years. You know, five it was like years. 70, 80 hour work week. And I started building some wealth. I started, you know, saving and saving and saving and saving. But you were enjoying it like the whole time? I was enjoying it because, yeah. you, know, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people always talk about, oh, you don't want to get burned out. You don't want to get burned out. If you're getting burned out on what you're doing, you're in the wrong business. Exactly. Does a kid yeah. get burned out from you know playing with their bikes right. or playing what they love to do? Exactly. Nobody gets burned out. So if you are getting burned out, you're in the wrong profession. You you know. So for me, I wasn't getting burned out because that's what I love to do. I be, I'm still in the gym all day. You just yeah. walked in. I was just came from the gym. I was like, you know, I'm yeah. like, I gotta go, go get ready. Yeah. So you know, if you pursue what you truly, truly enjoy, and I'm and I'm very fortunate, very fortunate that. My passion became my paycheck. My passion became something that has helped thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, getting shape. I'm, I'm just very awesome. fortunate that way. It's 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 very rare for for somebody to follow their passion and have a paycheck attached to that. Yeah. Like, so it is it is a blessing. Like, you know. Well, usually people either have a paycheck, they're in a job that they, they need a paycheck, 
because you know they have to pay their bills and all that kind of stuff and and they don't really like the job. But that's I understand what they that have situation to too. Like sometimes you, you have to. Yeah, yeah, you know, we all have to. Yeah. I've, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I've done, in, in the beginning, I've done it. You know, I've, I worked for other companies, or I've, 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 dude, I've delivered pizza. I've worked at McDonald's. I got fired from McDonald's. Yeah. You know, I've uh, worked at a car wash. I worked at the cheese factory. Yeah. You know, I, you know, you, you have to do what you have to do. You just have to be a little more smart about it and figure out how you're going to get out of the rat race. Right. The sooner you figure out how to get out of the rat race, the sooner you can be happy. Yeah. Yeah. See, like for me, I, I've always been the type of person that's like, I can't get a nine to five. There's no way uh, for me. And I feel like if I ever like I've had tough moments, you know, like if I ever went back to like if I ever went to a job, I feel like I would lose my momentum. Yep. You know, is that how you kind of felt too? like when you started becoming more successful? Uh, did you ever feel like when you had tough moments, oh, I need to get, go back to getting a job? No, I, I, I could never do that because I would do a disservice to the person I'm working for. Yeah. You know, I would be the worst employee in the world. Yeah. Because now that I've tasted entrepreneurship, it's, it's, you know, it's kind yeah. of like a line that you can't go back. Once you cross the line and become an entrepreneur, where now all your destiny you know, is in your own hands. Whether you right. go bankrupt or whether you become a billionaire, it's really up to you. Right. You know, then right. it's hard to go back to a fixed thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, and yeah. So for me, it was never, never even a thing. You know, you know, if even if I lost everything today. Right. You know, there. I mean, I, you would, I, would, I would do somebody. I would do a company a disservice because I would go right. there and have my own opinions and want to recreate yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I think this is a hot topic. Like. Uh, I like, I love your humility, by the way. I respect it a lot, you know, and, uh, but so a, a lot of one, one story, one thing I like about your story is that you, the physique you have now, you, you weren't really built to have this physique, right? You, you had like the stomach, big stomach, yeah, I, I, and then, I, and then also your scrawny I middle, kid. I had the Middle Eastern right stomach. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you, 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 you had that genetic disadvantage and so a lot of people talk about, you know, things being in your genetics, success being in your genetics, like business being in your, in your genetics, you know, building a, a, a body like the you know, physique that you have being genetic. Do, do you think that's true or do you think that's BS? Like, well, I, I believe some predisposition in genetics, yeah. mm -hmm. but I also believe that you can make yourself who you want to be. Now, like, here, here's the thing. Like, when I started bodybuilding, everybody right. started laughing. They're like, Sam, you have skinny arms, you have skinny chest, right. you have narrow shoulders, and, um, you know, you, you have a fat stomach. Right. You know, bottom line, or you can't be a bodybuilder. I'm like, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to build my body to the best of my ability. Right. So I'm going to put in the work and then let the rest do itself. Mm. So when I started doing that, I outworked everybody. I outdieted everybody. I outdisciplined everybody. Right. You know, I was the guy who was, you know, going to school, then after school, no, I was, I was the guy who would go work out, you know, then go to school, then go do my homework, then go to work out again, right. you know, to be able yeah. to get to my goals and where I wanted to do. And, you know, I became the first bodybuilder in history to have a first place title in every weight class. However, mm -hmm. however, if a, if a guy came in with better genetics than me and did the same work, the same discipline, the same work ethic, 10 out of the 10 times, he would kill me on stage. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And it has. Like, yeah. Phil Heath, Mr. Olympia, I stepped on a stage with him in the 2005 Mr. USA when he turned pro. When I saw him, I'm like, dude, I don't have a chance. Yeah. I don't have a chance because the guy is genetically superior to me and yeah. he has put in the work. Yeah. However, all these years that I started about it, and I won like 23 titles and 23 first places, you know, wow. there was a lot of guys that were so much more better than me genetically, but they didn't put in the work, mm. or they didn't want to diet hard enough, they didn't want to feel the pain, or right. they didn't want to do Do that you feel that cardio. discipline, it, is that genetic? Do you feel that, that discipline itself? You know, that's a great question. Mm. I believe that discipline is something that you are either, you are either born with or you have to be obsessed about it. Right. You know, you can develop it, you know, you're saying. I didn't have the discipline, you know, when I was growing up, just like anybody else, you know, I was lazy. I didn't want to get up in the morning, it's cold outside, get out of a warm bed and, and go out to, you know, get, go work out hard and get sore next day, can't yeah. move. Who the fuck wants to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, you know, but I always knew 
that I wanted a better life for myself. Mm-hmm. I wanted a better body. Right. You know, I wanted a better life. I didn't want to live in an apartment. I didn't want to live in the projects. I didn't want to live on food stamps. Right. And I didn't mind hard work. So I always knew that, okay, so if this is what I wanted to do, then this is where I wanted to be. And I'm here. And all I have to do is do this over and over and over again till I become that. Then I put an action plan together and do that. Because you know what? I can't, I can't respect someone who says they want to do something. And then they don't do it. And they don't write, they don't want willing, they're not willing to pay the price to get there. Yeah. I just say, if you're not willing to pay the price to get there, then shut the F up. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do something, then figure out what it needs to be done right. and then do it or don't talk about it. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, that's a great question. Cause uh, that's a great point because, um, the, I, I feel like I have people on my team that they say things. And so when you see that in somebody else, how do you address that? Like when you see when you say, when you see somebody like on your team going, I'm going to do this, and they never do it. How do you address that, and how do you, you know, rid of that from there? You know, from there, you know here, here's the thing that I always always say to, to people. There's a book called, you know, what to say to yourself when you talk to yourself, mm-hmm. and this book just talk all about self-esteem, right? And you know, and self-worth. Here's the thing: if you tell yourself you're going to do something. And every time you tell yourself you're going to do something, you don't do it or right. you have acid. Right. What are you really telling yourself? You're a loser. Exactly. Yeah. You're yeah, a loser. Yeah. You're not really good for anything. You're yeah. just not going to follow through and yeah. you're not going to do that. And so I have this talk with someone in my team. I'm like, bro, listen, if you're going to do something, look, the whole team is depending on you. Hmm. To win a football game, right. everybody has a position. Not one position is better than another position. Every position is needed for you to win the ball game. Right. And if you're not willing to do your position, guess what? We're yeah. not going to win the ball game. If you told me I'm, I'm going to do something, then you know I'll expect it to be done at that time. And if it cannot be done, right. let me know and let me know when it's going to be done. Got it. So managing people is something that you also developed, or is that something that? came naturally to you. I want to be honest with you, man. You know, I am horrible at managing people. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, um, because I come from old school. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when I remember when my boss told me, hey, Sam, this needs to be done. I'm like, I don't want to lose my job. Yeah. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And when my boss walked in, I literally cringed my butt, you know, because I was yeah. felt so yeah. nervous. Yeah. You know, I felt so nervous, you know. And now these days where, you know, you have to cuddle people all the time and you have to, you have to hold them and they, oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. You know, how come today you are not able to do this? Yeah. And, you know, all, that's just not me because that's not how I was raised. Yeah. You know, you know, if I was going to tell you something, I'm going to do it unless I'm in my deathbed or I'm in a hospital or there's an emergency. Right. You know, and so that's why my business partner, Allie, Mm-hmm. You know, she takes care of the day-to-day operations and the management of the people. Right. You know, I'm a great visionary. I'm a great uh, person to look at the future and forecast and come up with different income streams. And I'm very uh, creative. Right. But holding people's hands and say, yeah, hey, man, it's okay. It's not, it's not me. Right, right. And, and I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But since all very throughout hard. my years, I, I experienced nothing but hardship and I had to do whatever it took. Yeah. I don't understand the yeah. mentality of When you excuses. came from where you came from, yes. it's like, yeah, yes. you I, have no I, I don't understand that kind of mentality. It's just not, yeah. it's like oil and vinegar. It just doesn't mix for me. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a caring individual, so you know, maybe that's part of that. Maybe that's a weakness that I have. Like maybe I need to increase the standards with other people. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point, man. That's a really, really good point is like, Hey, you need to maintain your standards and you need to have standards that people need to live up to consistently. One thing, you know? one thing that I try to do, yeah. you know, when it comes to leadership, right. You know, it's just set that example, right. You know what I mean? If I'm the first one in the office, which I am, Exactly. You know, which I'm the first one in my office. What time are you in the office? Up, 7 a.m. 7 a.m.? Yeah, I'm, I'm there before everyone else. Yeah. You know, I'm in the office, the, the first person I'm in the office. If I'm there, you know, grinding, if they see me work, if they see me, you know, last night I got, in a, you know, I got up at, yesterday I got up at 3 a.m., head to the gym from 4 to like 6.30, went to the office. You get up at 3? Yeah, every day. He, he, your, your videographer mentioned also that he gets up at 3. Yeah. Is that, that's because you influenced him? You know what? That's all, it's all about that. You know, it's all about I that. Like, that. You, know, you know, they say that, Children don't do what you say; mm. they do what you do. Right, and I believe that, that that's with everybody around you. What 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 chose you? What made you choose three a.m. as opposed to like? 
Actually, it's 2.59 a.m. is when I wake up. 2.59, 2.59. every day. You know why? Why? Because 3 a.m. is 3 a.m. I always want to do one better. Mm. So if my coach told me to do 10 reps, I'd do 11. That's kind of it's intense, man. That's the first time I've heard it. <laughs> so it, it, it's like, it you, know, you know, everybody's everybody gets up at 3 a.m. Everybody gets up at 4 a.m. Everybody gets up at 5 a.m. Why at 5 a.m.? Why, why not 4.59? Mm-hmm. You have to program yourself. You have to play these mental games with yourself that, look, I'm not like I everybody like else. Yeah. I don't care if it's 3 a.m. There's other people that get up there, but who get up at 2.59? I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so let's go back to your business experience because I, I want to talk about that and flesh that out. So you uh, started hiring trainers initially. You started, uh, you, you started seeing some success, right? Um, you, you had a challenge in 2008. That's, I remember yeah. you know, knowing that. I know that about you. You had a challenge yeah. in 2008. Um, do you feel like if that, another crash happened, that, that same challenge would occur that happened in 2008 to your, to your business now? Or do you feel like you're, you're pretty um, protected right now with regards to your work ethic and just your business in general, where it's at right now? Well, I'm more protected. More protected. More protected. Yeah, yeah. I'm more, I'm more in, you know what I mean? You know, I know if health freezes over today, yeah. right? My house is paid for, my cars are paid for. Yeah. You know, I'm okay. Nobody's gonna come knock on my door and say, yeah. hey, I'm gonna foreclose on your house. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm more prepared today. Yeah, and and, and, and I'll, I'll be okay if that happens. You know, now I might have to cut back on some things and yeah. I might have to, you know, you know, tighten things up. Yeah. But it was not like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? You know, I, I won't be negative negative $317 in a bank account. Yeah, yeah. Which you were at Which one I was at that yeah. one point. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then okay, so okay, so you're you're more protected now, but back then you had you had some challenges. Um, when did you start when did you get your second gym? Like when did you and how many employees did you have in your first gym? And when did you feel comfortable enough to get your second one? So when we first started the camp yeah. in, in 2010, you know, uh, we started with one location. You know, we had like six employees or seven employees. We were doing everything ourselves. And then at one point, you're like, okay, you know, we kind of mastered it here in Chino, mm-hmm. you know, and why don't we go open up a second one in Rancho? And um, about after two or three years, we opened up a second one in Rancho. Um, it was such a ghetto gym. The, the layout was horrible. The floor, we had we're on a strict shoestring budget. On yeah. a shoestring budget. I mean, we started the whole camp yeah. with $9,000. Right. You know, um, but, you know, we started now learning the systems. Did we have the systems down? Hell no. You know, we didn't have the systems down. We didn't have the procedures down. We just right. said, okay, we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And as we went, we learned and we, we started, you know, tweaking. Do we have every all the systems in the world down today as a franchise? No, nobody does. McDonald's doesn't have all you the have systems. You have to keep adjusting. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. You know, systems come from doing and then learning and readjusting. Right. You know, that's why every single year, you know, if you see franchises, man, they do a new what's called standard operating procedures. They need a new franchise disclosure documents. Right. Because as we go, we learn. Yeah. And, 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 and so many just, legalities behind that. That's like, just life. That's yeah. just life. As, as you go through life, you make adjustments. Yeah. And you optimize and you optimize and you optimize. Yeah. Do you feel it's worth it to do a franchise? Like, do you, do you recommend it to, to most people? I know it's a hard, like, process. Mm-hmm. Legalities is crazy, but do do you, do you always do you recommend that? You know, it, it's different folks and different strokes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's you know, true. for for us, you know, when we started the camp, it wasn't like, hey, you know, let's let's open up a gym and let's make it a franchise. No, we were just trying to pay bills. Right. We were just trying to pay the folks because the camp was developed out of recession. Right. We were doing one-on-one training. One-on-one training was doing great. Recession hit. Nobody could afford one-on-one training. Mm. I'm like, okay, if you can't afford one-on-one training, how about one-on-four? How about one-on-five? How about one-on-ten? How about one-on-twenty? You know what I mean? So you just came up. You started adjusting. Being innovative, and, yeah. And, and <laughs> I, I didn't know, you know, I'm like, this, this group training, what is that? Jane Fonda? Yeah, yeah. Are they going to do aerobics class? And, right. and they go jump up and down with leotards. I'm mean, that's not, not going to work. I'm a bodybuilder. He's the one on one death. You need heavy weights. So, you know, I didn't even believe it in myself until we started doing it. I still see the clients get better results. We get better retention. We lower the cost for the clients, but we also lower the cost for the company. Right. You know? And then I'm like, well, maybe we're onto something. See, in life, man, you can't just say, 
you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. You can't run the same play over and over again. Yeah. Look at Blockbuster. Look yeah. at Blockbuster. You know, they want, you know, that's what happens with Blockbuster. That's what's going to happen to every retail location here today if they don't start adjusting. They're right. going to get eaten up online. They're going to get eaten up by Amazon. It's already yeah. happening. Yeah. So if you're not going to evolve, you're going to perish. And we have to evolve. When did you make the decision to go into social media? Because you have a big, huge Instagram following and uh, and you're building your YouTube and you, you're getting that following. When did you decide, hey, you know, I, I want to be on on social media because I feel like so, I, if, for myself, man, I, I didn't want it. I almost didn't. I was like, why do I need to build a following? I need to make money now. I was like, I, I'm in sales. Like, let's make cold calls. Let's do all of that. But like, I finally, I it just clicked eventually, and I just started developing on LinkedIn. Like, what? I mean, look, you have to understand mm -hmm. that you and everyone, you are a business. Right. You are a business. Everyone is a business. Whether you like it or not, you're a business. You have a brand. As an employee, you're a business. You are. Yeah. You, are yeah, yeah. you are a business. You are a business. You have a brand. Whether you like it or not, you have a brand and you have a business. It's called You Incorporated. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. So the yeah. more eyes that you have on you, the more people see what you do, the more people like your stuff, the more you can get influence and, you, and, and the more people that you can help and eventually do your own thing, right. you know. So you know, back in the day when you wanted to, when you had a business, mm -hmm. and you wanted to get in front of people, what did you have to do? You have to spend that millions on television or radio or things like that. Yeah, you, know, you had to do. You, that's what you had to do. Yeah, you yeah. know, these days, it doesn't cost you anything. Nothing. It doesn't yeah. cost you anything. Yeah, yeah. So why not? Yeah, why exactly. Not? And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're an accountant, you know, at Best Buy. Yeah, yeah. I don't care if you're the most boring person in the world. Right. There are people out there that can identify with your life. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. I like so that. you don't have to be Mr. Celebrity. You don't have to be Mr. Exciting. You don't have to be this model. I don't care who you are. There are people out there who love what you do, what you stand for, yeah. because, they, they, you know, because you're relatable to them. Yeah, you can have like a, a, a way of feel is like you can have like a small following but they're it's a mighty following like you know very engaged like there's people on LinkedIn for example that have like a million uh, followers on the channel they get like no likes and they get no comments and stuff like that I'm sure that's the same on Instagram on Instagram yeah. is the same in life it, it goes back to you know the movie 300 right even though okay. I thought it was kind of far-fetched you know what I mean it's like yeah. do, yeah. do you like to have 300 soldiers or a million people who don't know what the hell they're doing. They just walk into, into a sword. True. Right? Very true. So, yeah. so do you want, you know, do you want a thousand followers who love you and, and just adore you and, and are all about you? Or do you want a million followers that really don't even know who you are and don't really care who yeah. you are? Yeah. Those people are going to help build to that level anyways. Absolutely. Right? They're, they're the people. So you got to show appreciation to those people. And like, I always get frustrated when I see somebody post like something and they have like four comments or something. They don't respond to those four comments. Oh, that's ridiculous, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you know, if you see my social media comment on every yeah. single person yeah. every single person sometimes there's like 300 comments I need to make sure we comment on every single person man because yeah. that's appreciation somebody took the time to comment on your post you just at least like it and comment back and appreciate one thing comments. I want to I want to mention about you that I like a lot is that the fact that like you were very open to doing an interview with me. It's not like I'm this huge, like, you don't know me from from Adam, you know? And I reached out to you and I was very surprised because I, I reached out to a lot of people and not everybody responds the same way. And um, I, I wanna say thank you for that, first of all. Um, and then the second thing is like, I feel like not like, people that don't ha don't have real influence they sometimes try to suppress so people that aren't at the level that they that they need to be um, think that like helping you is like taking away from me yeah. you know and so that's what I, that's one thing i appreciate about you is you have a big following but you still you know responded and you were very uh, humble about it and uh, i don't think i'll forget that and i'll, I'll one day i'll repay you for that um, so i i, I just want to say again thank, thank you, you. Um, and uh, and so that, that shows a lot about your character. That shows a lot about who you are as a person, uh, probably from because of where you came from. That's the spirit you have. Like you, you're not like one of those people that like thinks you're all that. And like, even though you can, even though you have the accolades on the outside, you know, um, do you think that, where do you attribute that? How do you attribute that? You know what I where get attribute to? You know what I get a kick out of? I get a kick out of helping people these days. See. Mm -hmm. You know, on the way to your success, 
mm-hmm. on the way up to the ladder. Right, you which know, I'm there, on there, right there, now. There, 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 there <laughs> are stages. Yeah. There are stages that you try to prove yourself. Right. You're trying to prove to everybody that you're somebody. Right. Okay. In the beginning, you know, you have that chip on your shoulder that I want to prove myself and do this, this and that. And and then when you're trying to prove yourself, you're kind of insecure because you still haven't proven yourself. Right. Right. You know, and so when you're insecure, then you're trying to suppress other people. You're like, hey, why is he doing, doing that? Why is he doing the same thing as me? Why is he doing that? And all that. Then once you just block that off and just stay in your lane and become successful. And I'm, I'm talking about real success, right? You know, success is not the Ferrari, it's not the Lamborghini. I'm talking about success where you feel Freedom. comfortable within your own skin. Right. That's the ultimate success. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you know when, when you get to the point where, you know what, you don't really have to please anybody. You know, you don't care to pleasing people. You just want to become the best version of yourself. Right. And then at, at that time, you got to, the, the biggest fulfillment you get is not more cars or more toys or, or a bigger house, is how can you help other people? Right. Look, I tripped out. You know, I was telling Isaac, you know, my, you know, my right-hand man here today, he's like, do you believe, like, on my phone, I have Grant's phone number, you know, I have Dean Graziosi's phone number, I have Manny Koshman's phone number, you know, I have... Manny Koshman's an uh, Iranian, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, 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 you know, and I have a Rolodex, I mean, the, the list goes on. Yeah. The list goes on, like, I can literally, you know, get up and call Patrick or David right now, and, you know, get on, I can really call Ed Miley. I interviewed Patrick, though, I love Patrick, yeah. man, he's great. You know, I, yeah. I, I can get on, you know, I have all this Rolodex, yeah. and, you know, these guys are people who were above me, right. and are above me now. It's weird. But it's they have given me the opportunity to be able to get in front of them. So why not pay it forward? Exactly. No, exactly. I did an interview with Patrick by David. I'm get, dude, I'm getting like ignored. Compl- okay, I have a conference coming up. Let me just tell you this. I have a conference coming up. I'm telling YouTube because I need a YouTube speaker. Like somebody has a following on YouTube. Maybe, I don't know, dude. Maybe we can talk about that. I have that. one for you. Okay, okay. But uh, so... I'm, I'm honestly, I'm paying. I'm saying I'm gonna pay you money. I, res- I res- messaged seven people, seven people. I'll show you the message on the Instagram. No, no response. I'm saying I'm gonna pay you this much money. I have an event that's coming up in July. I said, I'm gonna pay you this much money, no response, zero response. Mm-hmm. Then you, you, I don't even offer you money and you responded. And they're not at the level you are. So I feel like that's awesome. First of all, that's awesome. And then Patrick, Patrick messaged me back and he's like, I, I, I had to pursue him for like a year though, mm-hmm. right? I pursued you for like eight months, uh, seven, seven months, I think, uh, with, with your assistant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know that, but, um, but like, you know, you guys are busy. That's the only reason. It's not because you don't want to do an interview. No, it's just like, no, you, you know, I, it, it's not, you know, I'll do the interview, but it has to be on my schedule. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, you know, like if somebody says, you know, hey, you know, inter- can you do an interview tomorrow? I'm like, no, I don't do it on Wednesday. Look, people who are super achievers, they have a schedule. Yeah. They have things to do. No, that's the, that's the reason. Yeah. And, and, and so it's like they'll, they'll do it, right. but it has to be on their time. Right. You know, so, um, so I appreciate you being patient. I appreciate you, um, you know, believing no, that no, I was, but, 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 you know, some people though, you're, you know, I've been to some people that just bullshit you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, contact me in January. Oh yeah, I'll do it. Contact me in March. Oh yeah, contact me. Right. You know, I'm like, dude, are you going to do it or not going to do it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, you're going to get that as well, but stay persistent. Right. You know, but here's the best thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about who responds to you, who doesn't respond to you. Right. Whoever responds to you, just do a great job interviewing them. Become the best version of yourself. Start building your own personal brand. Right. And now, instead of you going out there to them, they're going to reach out to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I always say, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, this is the same advice to people who are single. They're trying to attract the right person. Right. Instead of going out to the clubs and going out there looking for somebody, looking, 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 you know, become a about person looking, of value. Become then. a personal value. Become the best version of yourself, and they'll come up to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, the, that's yeah. the best way. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I remember like the first time, like I built a, like built a following, somewhat of a following on LinkedIn. I don't have a huge following. Right. But it's, it's, it's strong. It's like, you know, it's small, but strong. Right. And so like first time I, uh, I got like this message from this guy or a message on LinkedIn. Um, he, I gave him my cell phone number. He messaged me, didn't have a conversation with him at all. He gave me his credit card for, uh, for, you know, a service of mine. And 
I, I didn't have time to talk to him. He just like, here's my credit card. That's the trust you build, right? Yeah. Um, so what's, what's the, what, what are the next stages for you? I know you want to have more franchises and... Well, honestly, man, you know, you know, the next stages for me is really to become the best person I can be. Mm-hmm. First of all, best person that I can be and also become the best husband, become the best father you know, that I could be, that, that's, that's my main why. All right. the franchises and stuff like that, that's, you know, those are because I want to be able to provide for my children and I want to be able to do, and that gives me a drive to be able to do it. At the end right. of the day, you want to make sure in life you're not playing the wrong game. Right. You know what I mean? Whatever game you're playing, you want to make sure at the end, are you playing the right game? For me, um, the reason I work so hard, mm. the reason that, that I do what I do is because I didn't have a father. And I didn't have the nice things in life. My mom and I struggled, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, food stamps, projects, you know, getting evicted, you know, you name it. You know, we, 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 well, we went funny. through. I heard in your interview, sorry, sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you know, no, so I've been there. So I told myself, I never want to do that. I don't yeah. never want my, my children to be able to, to fear that. So that's the game I'm playing. Yeah. You know, my I main game, my, my, my main game is to be the best provider for my family and the best father I can be, not just provider, you know, as far as finances is concerned, but also emotional and intellect. Absolutely, be there for them. Yes. Actually be there for them, yes. not like just make money yes. and just support and just, I'm gonna throw money at it. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's funny because I, I remember listening to an interview of yours and you said one time you were working in a liquor store or like a, like a convenience store and uh, it had, people were coming in and you were giving them money in exchange for food stamps or like, yeah. for okay, so what's really funny about that is my, my uh, father-in-law, <laughs> he owns a convenience store too. And I was just on the phone with him the other day and he was arguing with a guy about, give, he was saying, you know, I'm not gonna give you money for food stamps. The guy was asking for money for food stamps. So I'm, I'm thinking that other people have made that mistake too. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, look, man, when, when, when you're a foreigner in the country, yeah. you know, in Iran, we didn't have food stamps. Right. You know, we didn't have, you know, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't have, at least I didn't see it. So I didn't know yeah. how it works. I just knew that they'll give me money, some, some form of money, and I got to give them their change back. <laughs> I didn't know I had to give them change back in the other type of money, not the, not the real money. Yeah. I didn't know the difference between yeah. the real money and food stamps. Right. You know, and it's so funny, man. You know, the whole neighborhood, the whole hood find out that this little foreigner doesn't know anything. <laughs> Next, you know, everybody was buying from me. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, do you feel like now, like doing, the, you, you know, creating your franchises? I know your 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 main goal is like to support your family, but do you feel right now, you know, getting more franchises? You're more doing it for the person that starts the franchise to see them like flourish and and succeed, and that's more even more rewarding than the financial part. Well, it's both. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit down here and tell you, oh, you know, you know, you yeah. know, you know, you know, you know, I'm an overachiever. So you have all these metrics that you want to measure by. You right. know, you know, you know, I want to I need to make this much. I, 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 yeah. I don't here's what I don't like to do. Right. I don't like to remain the same. Yeah. You know, I hate remaining the That's same. That's true. I, I want to know this year in 2020, you know, I want to make more money. I want to get in better shape. Right. I want to do more things with my family. You know, I want to be able to get, you know, what, you know, get better in, in these areas of life. Can Faith. you even get in better shape? <laughs> of course you can. You can always get in better shape. You know, yeah. you know, th- this year I'm going to co- concentrate more on my cardiovascular head, not so much muscle. Right. So I, I, I always had great muscle tone and shape because you work out for 30 years, something's going to happen, right? Right, right. But, but I never had that good cardio. Right. You know, I'm never running. So I want to actually, you know, for the first time, I want to be able to work on that. You can always work on different things, you know, but you don't want to say, okay, I'm just good here. Yeah. So, yeah, of course I want to make more money. I, I mean, I, you know, that's one of the things, you know, but it's not the only thing. It's a, it's a measure, yeah. But yet, like yesterday, I, I visited a franchisee, you know, and, you know, and the franchisee told me, you know, the numbers that she was making. You know, and it was so awesome, man. I mean, so awesome. Yeah. You know, you know, she is absolutely killing it. She's, you know, she goes, Sam. Pretty soon, I'm gonna move right next to you. I'm like, you know what? I think the next door house is for sale. Wow. You know what I mean? And those are the kind of fulfillment you get when you. There's nothing that beats that. No, I mean, nothing like, beats that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, for for years, 
You know, my biggest fulfillment came from people messaging me, Sam, you know, th- with your program, I lost, you know, 40 pounds, yeah. and I got them off my blood pressure medication. Sam, you know, we couldn't get pregnant, but I got in shape, and now we have a baby. We're gonna call the camp baby. Yeah. You know, Sam, you know, uh, you know, I wasn't able to run around with, 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 with uh, my, my kids, and now I run around with them all day, I have the energy. Sam, you know, I had trouble in bed because I didn't, I felt insecure, you know, and now I feel very confident. All these things, all, you know, the story goes on and on and on, right? Right. But the new fulfillment now is where now I'm providing business opportunities right. for people where they now they say, Everybody Sam, wins. Yeah. I never thought I could live a life like this. Sam, we were like, you know, five people in a two bedroom apartment. Now my kids can have their own, you know, their own room. Sam, you know, I never thought I could go on a vacation like this. At the end of the day, man, you know, when you when you are sitting on your deathbed, you know, how many more Ferraris are you going to get? How many more Lamborghinis are you going to get? How many more? You want to make a difference in people's lives, and you also want to make a difference in your own family's life. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. You know, we got pushed around. My mom and I got pushed around. We were poor. You know, my mom was a, was a female, you know, and we got pushed around, evicted, you know, we didn't have money, you know, and, you know, and I told myself that I don't want to ever, ever anyone push my family around. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and they can't now, for no. sure. Um, so it's funny, you mentioned, you, you mentioned uh, blood pressure, blood pressure medication, right? Um, people take a lot of medications these days, beta blockers, you're obviously in the health industry. Yeah. Nutrition, you study nutrition. Um, so I have, I have family that, I have physicians in my family, obviously, you know, Egyptian. Yeah. Um, and I have bad history with the medical field uh, treating my dad, right? Very, very bad uh, situations with my dad. Um, and I feel like I'm, my eyes opened to the fact that a lot of these medications are more harmful than, than um, helpful. And, uh, and it's a contention, you know, in my family, you know, like, and uh, you know, like, you know, based on your background, nutrition, you study, you got a master's degree in nutrition, which is like way more experienced than most MDs, right? Yeah. In medical school. And uh, so can you talk on that a little bit? Like, how do you get people off medications? Like, do like it, this is the best way. What you're doing right now, in my opinion, is the best way to get people off medications. But like, what? It, tell me your thoughts on that. Well, I mean, it's like this, man, you know, it's like, let's just look at this car right here behind us, you know, whatever, you know, I don't care if it's a Ferrari, I don't care, any car, it's a mm-hmm. car, right? It needs normal maintenance. Right. Right, it needs normal maintenance. So what you do, you do preventative care. Right. You go preventative care, you, you know, you make sure you, you know, you, you take it, you know, every, every so many miles, you, you know, you change the oil, every so many miles you have to change the brakes, the tires, you just maintain the car, right? And I wholeheartedly believe that if you maintain your body, proper exercise, right. proper nutrition, and the right supplementation, right. that you can delay a lot of this diseases, a lot of these, the, the, these things. Now, you know, now if I didn't do that, mm-hmm. you know, and I just kept driving the car, you know, sooner or later, something is gonna blow up, and it needs serious care, and that's when you go to the doctor. Right. So a lot of times when people- Oh yeah, emergency situations. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, you know, I wholeheartedly believe in better nutrition. Right you know, better supplementation and better lifestyle, you know? And um, if there is something wrong with you, mm-hmm. if there is something wrong with you, you don't go right away for the drug, you don't right to go right away for the surgery, you wanna see what you can have I to do. do it, but of course, yeah, yeah. If, if, I mean, if there is, you know, you know, if there is cancer or if there is something that's, it needs immediate medical attention, right. by all means, that's what you gotta do. Right. But if there's something that- But it's that, definitely overused. That's the point I'm, I, I'm coming across. Absolutely, I mean, look, yeah. the, the number one overused thing is type two diabetes. Right. Number one, you know, you, you know, if you're a type two diabetic, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 times, right. If you lose weight and modify your lifestyle, it goes away. Right, right. right? Yeah. You know, but if you don't do anything about it, mm-hmm. you know, guess what the doctor's gonna give you? Insulin. The doctor's gonna give you insulin, the doctor's yeah. gonna give you other drugs, and then over time, that's gonna have other issues with the arteries and you know, all the issues with the heart and everything else. Yeah, you have to take beta blockers later on yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but like, I do feel like medications are over. They, they, Absolutely. Yeah, they're just, they're over prescribed. Um, and I feel like 
you, you don't need medications unless you have like an emergency. But there's some, there's nuanced situations, right? But I feel like, like okay, so let's say somebody doesn't get doesn't take care of themselves and they ha they get to, into that situation. It's not dire. It's not like an emergency, but it's like they're having health issues, right? Um, do you think the number one answer to that is change your nutrition and start working out, or do you say or do you say like? certain circumstances you need medication but like your your first option I, I this is my opinion but like your first thing is like t change your nutrition start working out start like changing your life you know right? to, 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 to the, the correct answer is yeah. both yeah is both if you need you know medication because something's gone way over right right then you need preventive medication sure. right right there and there sure. you know what i mean but you know changing your lifestyle right. is the number one thing to, to, to help. It's, it's the, it's yeah. the, it solves the root cause. Yes. Like I feel like the medications, they may have negative side effects. And they do. Yeah, they do. And and it could cause worse symptoms later on. Yep. And it's it's not it's never the, the first option, yeah. right? And so, um, all right, any, any like, you know, last advice for like people that want to scale their business, that want to um, grow to level you are, uh, any leadership advice, management advice, uh, last advice that you want to provide to yeah you know here's some listening. advices here's some 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 random advices you know okay. for for people you know I believe in hiring the right people mm -hmm. and hiring the right people is going to either help you the right you person know, <laughs> yes you know hiring hiring the right people is going to help you you know it's going to shortcut your success right you know and the wrong people can literally bring your whole business down yeah so you know I always say hire you know hire slow do your due diligence and fire fast, mm -hmm. you know. So if somebody's not, you know, pulling their, their weight and they're, they're always a cancer, you gotta cut cancer out right away. Also, hire based on attitude, mm. not aptitude. Attitude. You know, you know, attitude is the number one thing. You know, it, you know, I can always teach them the technicalities and things like that, but I cannot always teach attitude. Right. So you know, that that's one thing. And if you're looking to scale the business, that that means you have to build systems. Right. That means there have to be proper documentation. Mm. You know, McDonald's, do McDonald's have the best hamburgers in the world? No, but they're the number one hamburger franchise in yeah. the world yeah. because they have proper systems. If you get a hamburger in Paris, France, it's the same, you know, it's the same hamburger yeah. that you get here in Chino, California, you know, because they have the procedures and systems and everything is documented. So you always want to ask yourself when you scale, scale the business, can somebody from the street come in here and be able to do it? You just got to make it as dummy proof as possible. Right. You want to make it as simple as possible. The ultimate form of sophistication is simplification. I love it. Simplification. Yeah, I, heard, I heard somebody say once that geniuses can get a complex process and put make it really simplified. And any idiot can make it all more complex, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Idiots yeah. make more things more complex. It's a simple thing, and you go, "Oh my God, it's so complex." Like, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, a genius can, takes a complex issue and simplify it to a very, very small step. Exactly. That's a genius. Got, got it. Yeah, cool, man. Hey, well, thank you so much I appreciate uh, for this. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let's talk again soon and potentially do a podcast at my office of next course, time. Of course, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs>